Hello, hello, and welcome back again to another episode of Recruiter Screen. Uh, as you know, every week we are talking to a recruiter or recruiting leader at the top of their game uh, to take a, a no-nonsense, sort of light-hearted view on uh, you know some of the things that are really tough about, recru uh, about recruiting, but also a bunch of the things that we love so much about it. So I'm Sile, uh, one of the co-founders at MetaView. Delighted to have David Marshall on this week. Uh, David, thanks so much for doing this. Good to see you again. And uh, yeah, I mean, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Sal, man. Thank you so much. And to everybody that's joining us today, first of all, happy Veterans Day to everybody who served. Um, and uh, just really excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Um, just before we jump into our, our, our standard questions, do you want to just give a quick, uh, quick, uh, you know, two sentence intro about you? Absolutely. Well, my name is David Marshall. I'm a seasoned HR professional, strictly in talent acquisition. I've worked in multiple industries, um, healthcare, uh, industrial, you know, tech, just to name a few. Um, and I'm just really excited about the opportunity that I've had to connect people with opportunities for over a decade. So I love what I do and uh, thankful I get a chance to do what I love. Nice, nice. I love that. Was, I mean, just a simple phrase, but connecting people with opportunities. That is it. It's like this uh, matchmaking. Uh, yeah, in a nutshell. So I love that. OK, David, are you uh, are you ready for your recruiter screen? I think I am. Man. Let's 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 jump right into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's start uh, start on the uh, uh, on the maybe slightly cynical end. W what is it about recruiting that most makes you want to throw your laptop out the window? <sighs> I think just just really just uh, responding to instinct. I think it's just just the way the market is right now, and just and just the idea of you can do everything right and something still can go left, you know. And so there's no perfect formula. Um, but there are lots of ways to obviously improve the process as well and, and things and just just being able to just really meet people where they are. So people who don't necessarily um, have that insight uh, can certainly kind of bottleneck and really jumble up the process and create negative experiences. So I think, you know, anytime, matter of fact, simply put, negative candidate experiences, I that, yeah. that bothers me. So whenever, you know, I do my part to set people up for success and, you know, yeah. they, they drop the ball or something like that happens and certainly it can yeah. create some frustration <laughs> you mean the sort of the the your interviewers and hiring manager other people sort of that yeah, more than internal of. internal processes yeah right? yeah yeah so. yeah okay um we're gonna have a ask for a sort of a horror show is there anything that you know that you can maintain the anon anonymity of the innocent but anything that's happened recently where where that's uh that's gone down are you talking about just what i mentioned before about yeah. uh yeah uh so i think you know we had a couple of situations in which um you know Candidates going through the process, you know, they, you know, use MetaView for the interviews and they came in for actual face-to-face -face interviews as well. And just, you know, not getting the feedback and thing like things changed. So I think we we once had a a recent opportunity that we brought in five people for for interview. Um, and I think for about a few weeks, you know, everybody was involved and engaged in the process. And then lo and behold, the skill set completely changed <laughs> afterwards. Is, yeah. And, you know, so in the market, obviously nowadays, you know, you want to make sure that that you're just, you know, really just on top of the communication piece because yeah. you, know, you hear about ghosting, you know, every day on LinkedIn, you're just saying that, you know, everybody's just having these negative experiences. Yeah. And certainly you don't want to be part of that. You want to be part of the solution side. Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, just just really trying to set up people for success. And when things like that happen, having to go back and retrace your steps yeah, while still, yeah, yeah. you know, maintaining the momentum of actually, you know, acquiring people uh, for hard to fill positions and just getting people in the right position and stuff. So it can be yeah. uh, a, little, a little tedious and frustrating. <laughs> Totally. The only like maybe optimistic way to interpret that would be maybe if if it was getting great getting candidates in front of the team that helped them realize oh we actually meant we wanted this 
then in funny way, like still executing that well is still really important. Obviously, you don't want the candidate to suffer as a result. That's right. you don't waste anyone's time. But the fact right. is, if the business needed to learn it that way, and it's better to learn it through the assessment than it is to hire the person, then realize, oh, dang, we actually meant this other thing. So right. Right. I, I do, I, I but, but, but still, I think that the frustrating thing is often that maybe if you had a thought a bit more up front, we would have known this was what it was. It wasn't, you didn't need to go through all this actually. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. What's your like, when you're working with a hiring manager, what's your favorite traits? What do you like love love to see in a hiring manager for, from a sort of collaboration and work like a partnership perspective? I love the aha moments. You know, I think that, you know, whenever it, and I think that, you know, a, a great recruiter knows how to bring everybody to the table. They really get everybody on the same page and it's visibility. So I love the idea of, you know, talking with hiring managers and everybody kind of has their own perspective, which, you know, rightfully they should, you know, understanding that their, their department needs some of the challenges that they face. And so, and so really just kind of transitioning that relationship from being like an order taker to really where we were really in sync in terms of business alignment and really having really thoughtful yeah. conversations. And so that's what I really love is just really getting people involved and really just helping educate hiring managers that, hey, you know, I may be a, a big part of this, but you're a part of this too. This is going to be our process. And yeah. so taking that mindset of like me versus you to really saying it's me and you through the conversation and yeah. then it just really develops in that partnership. So, I mean, partnerships and, and luckily I've been blessed to have a lot of, you know, developed partnerships over the years. And so that's what I yeah. really enjoy and, and a really huge positive trait in, in, in the area, in the area of talent acquisition. So how much when that does go well, is it a result of, Hey, this is like an innate thing. This is a good collaborative hiring manager to work with versus how much is it you sort of almost coaching them to that point and, you know, helping, helping them realize that's their, their role. I think it's it's a, it's a I don't want to say 50-50, but I feel like it's a blend. It's a healthy blend of both. And so what yeah. I find is that a lot of times, typically a negative experience uh, really kind of tilts the scale like a little bit. So mm -hmm. again, a lot of times, you know, managers, you know, come in uh, and they, they just kind of have it. Well, this is the way we're going to do it. And, you know, to be able to really coach somebody from a success standpoint, they have the data and also just the actionable, like, you know, I guess, experiences that really come along the way. So uh, a lot of times experience is really the best teacher. So I can yeah. I can have all the data, but a lot of times, you know, that experience is really helpful to say, OK, now we can come to the table. Now we can really work on a solution and not just for the short term, but really just, you know, really creating sustainable processes along the way. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's a good blend of both. Yeah. Nice. Uh Maybe it's like, maybe it's the opposite, but is there any sort of like least favorite traits, things that sort of, you know, can sometimes really, really make it hard to, to collaborate effectively with a, with a hiring manager? <laughs> I'd say um, sometimes people can get in their own way, you know, and I think it kind of goes back to the experience and, and where, you know, you, you want to be a partner and you want to be a part of the process. But sometimes, you know, uh, the unfortunate reality is you have to let some people hit that wall. Uh, and then when they hit the wall, they're like, oh, okay, you know, well, you know, and, and not to not to belittle anybody or, or not to say, hey, I told you so, but just really more so uh, it's just understanding that you guys, we're, we're in the same fight. We're, we want the same thing. We want people, you know, that are going to do the work that are going to be, we want to really provide an area, uh, really an environment to where people can be like their best selves, getting things done, going above and beyond. But it's just how we do that and really do a lot of the groundwork up front. So when people get here, they're really nurtured uh, in a way to where they can see themselves three months six months you know 18 months down the road um as well so uh i just think that you know sometimes people can be very stubborn and say hey this is this is the way i want to do it and yeah. um and i say hey you know so i i, I continuously do it. I'm, I'm still communicating i'm still i'm still going through the process so just because we may have disagreement doesn't stop me from doing the things that i'm going to do to be a partner to you but it does create better alignment typically on the back end once that situation happens yeah. 
then we can really come to the table and yeah. really it's the vulnerability and the visibility on both sides of the equation. Yeah. Do, you, do you tend to find that, um, like, I mean, is experience a good thing from a hiring manager? Like, do you, do you find better partnerships with more experienced hiring managers or are they more set in their ways? And, or is it the, you know, the inexperienced hiring managers that you find it hard to sort of, you know, they need to, they haven't hit those walls yet. Right. So yeah. Do you, do you see like a difference? Um, I think I've, I've experienced both positive and negative in, in, in both settings. I think, you know, obviously when you mentioned before the, the, the more experienced managers kind of being set in their way saying like, Hey, I, this is what success looks like. And this is where yeah. I've always been. And I know, because again, a lot of times, you know, candidate behaviors, they're not really studying candidate behaviors and how they've shifted uh, throughout the entire process as well. Um, so I think, you know, for new managers, I just think that, you know, and I, and I, and I'm particularly peculiar about new managers because there is just this, they, they have pressure coming from, from, yeah. from their, their supervisors as well. So a lot of times they're really put into this, this state in which you have to get it right the first time all the time. So a lot of times that just creates hesitancy that creates, uh, you know, really just lack of preparedness and just really, um, just, it just creates, you know, really, it can create some bottleneck issues at times. Um, and so, and so what I like to do is make sure I, I really share successes So not even really my successes, but mainly successes from their peers and say, Hey, we tried this process with such and such. This is the results of that. So we built something and we developed something that obviously can help them, uh, be their best selves in terms of leading, in terms of interviewing, in terms of obviously selecting the right candidate for the position. Um, so I feel like it, it has its pros and cons. Um, so I've experienced success and, and, and maybe some some uh, opportunities and improvement on, on both sides of the equation. But I think I like the new age. Well, and I say new age, but more so managers that may not be as as experienced yeah. because, uh, you know, once we can come to the table, they really have the sense of relief of like, OK, I don't have to do this alone. It's not it's not, you know, it's them making the decision, but they have a really sustainable uh, ground game to help them uh, throughout the process. And just being there and being present, you know, in, in my role and doing the things that I do well. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like you've got that sort of uh, that talent advisor sort of um, sort of segment of the role sort of yes. in your in your mind for sure. Yes, yes. Um, and switching gears a little bit, any sort of like a, it doesn't have to be sort of related to the same thing we're talking about here, but any sort of favorite funny or horror stories from 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 candidates or interviews <laughs> or, or hiring managers. Well, you know, yes. Uh, and I was thinking like, which one do I want to share? Um, <laughs> but I think in the age of obviously video interviews and such, you you, you certainly catch quite a lot. So I'm, um, you know, thankful to just, you know, the opportunities that I've had where we talk about hybrid work environments, remote work environments um, as well. So I think, uh, you know, background activity is obviously very, uh, <laughs> you know, very, very important. So I never forget, I was talking to this candidate and, um, you know, everything's going well and nothing against him whatsoever. Um, so he's uh, he's doing this thing and he he lets me know that he has, you know, kids and stuff, you know, that they're there. And I'm like, you know, hey, that's great. Because again, like, you know, I, want, I like to see the whole person, you know, for who they are and such, because uh, at the end of the day, we're focused on the job. So long story short, we're going through the process and the interviews and, you know, out of nowhere, uh, I don't know if you know, <laughs> The artist, uh, the artist's name is uh, Sexy Red. That's that's actually her name. Yeah. Uh, so you just hear like this music start like this, like this, just popping off, like even louder than like the person talking and stuff. And so apparently, I don't know if it was his, you know, I want to say family member, but you know, you can catch her in the doorway and yeah. she's dancing, you know, she's dancing and I can see it on camera and stuff like that. And so he kind of had to reprimand her. My understanding is pretty like, uh, Pretty edgy music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it is it caught me off guard, but I actually I actually laughed. So I thought it was I thought it was pretty uh, just pretty funny. But just, you know, the way he he disciplined her and just and just all the things that were going on. And it was just it was such a pivot from just a serious conversation yeah. to 
having that moment of laughter, you can see the embarrassment kind of on his face. And I was like, man, I get it. You know, uh, things, disruptions and stuff like that happen. But he handled oh, it like man. a champ, though. Like I said, I kind of, so that let me know a lot, a lot about just, you know, hey, yeah. being able to handle that, uh, but also being able to focus on the task at hand and stuff. So he actually turned out whether we hired him and he turned out to be an excellent candidate for uh, a seasoned position and stuff. So it was just kind of funny just to funny. Just see people be people. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Lots of scenes sort of after the interview is over. The, <laughs> what happened next? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so it was, it was, it was a good, um, you know, a kind of like, I would say horror story, but just like a funny, a funny yeah, story. Yeah, that yeah. Maybe quite funny, yeah. Stuff, but nice yeah. I like that one. Best one so far. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what gets you most excited about your work? I just think in the age of just, you know, just the, how volatile it is and just being a, just a recruiter, TA, uh, you know, leader, whatever the case may be. Um, I get a chance to show up for people. And, you know, and I'll say this to anybody who's watching, I I was a victim of the layoff, you know, back in, I think, you know, like from May to June. So I experienced and I, and I know what that feels like. And, and to have that extra level of empathy, um, and just the fact that I still get a chance to really help people connect opportunity, people with opportunities. And, you know, in my role now, you know, I used to be, you know, when I was working in the tech industry, it was definitely a lot more white collar, you know, individuals and stuff. And now, you know, working in manufacturing, I have a chance to still do the white collar things, but obviously working with blue collar, uh, you know, workers as well colleagues as well and so just getting a chance to see people like all walks of life all wanting to work all just wanting to do the things that they do uh to help provide for their families and just do meaningful work and i feel like i get a chance to really operate in the best of both worlds and so it's exciting um just to have you know literally i wake up my phone is like ringing off the hook i have when i go to the office people are just you know literally waiting on me as soon as i get out my car just yeah. wanting to just wanting to do and, and that's exciting um and it can be it can be challenging because you obviously want to be a solution for everybody you know you just being one person you know trying to solve the world's problems it feels like but just having the opportunity and really getting a chance to to do this and i remember what it was like when i didn't have a chance or what i wanted to do this and i couldn't and stuff and so i feel like there's this, this extra fire and this extra passion not that i needed anything extra but you know there's this extra just excitement about getting the chance to really help people be their best selves and just being just a small uh cog in the wheel so to speak in terms of their evolution and, and their journey yeah man i can feel i can feel the fire <laughs> that's uh inspiring and i think like i mean obviously i guess we're all we're all small cogs in some yeah. sort of size of machine but not to be underestimated, like when I think about, you know, organizations that I joined before I started Metaview, I, I, I have very clear memories of the recruiter that was, was, was sort of, I was interested, especially in scenarios, maybe when I wasn't sure about it initially and having those initial courts. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, small, but it's definitely super important part of that machine. So uh, yeah, you don't want to, I'm sure you don't, but you definitely don't want to undervalue, <laughs> the, um, undervalue the size of the impact. Um what about when you think about the future more sort of uh, not necessarily it could be technology but not necessarily you know just more about how you think things see things evolving in ta is there anything you're sort of like really looking forward to i'm looking forward to i guess you know really just becoming um i, I feel like not necessarily a jack of all trades but just really becoming more like tech savvy in the world of like ai and just so many different components really helping yeah. Um, you know, obviously making better decisions and making more consistent, unbiased decisions uh, and just having that. So I feel like there is this there is the communication piece and obviously the human element, but being able to use uh, the tech piece of that and really incorporate that into just everyday practices. And also just, you know, again, just allow again, the visibility to allow other people to see what it is, you know, that you that that you do in a way in which probably wasn't communicated uh, as effective before. Um, so I think that, you know, again, being a business partner, being uh, just a strategic partner and really having, 
I feel like it, it, there is just this there's just this better alignment when it comes to just business practices as well. So, you know, recruiter, talent advisor, which is kind of more so how I see myself just because of just being able to really just have the forecast mentality um, and just use lots of different tools and technologies uh, that can really help businesses be successful. And um, so I feel like, you know, the recruiter, I would say the age of the recruiter is kind of going away, but this it's like a recruiter and um, so I feel like that's where we are now. It's just, it's not just recruiting. And so recruiting is not just as, Hey, get people in the door, but it's like, you have to nurture that relationship throughout almost the employee, the full like employee life cycle. And so being able to understand that and really understanding how you can really incorporate that mentality from the yeah. ground game, um, as well. So I feel like it's, it's, it's almost like there's, there's a, there's an, and that hasn't been defined, uh, yeah. but it's continuously being defined uh, as as we as we mature just, you know, throughout the world and just, you know, organizations and, and wanting to just find better talent uh, yeah. and keep, you know, keep better talent as well. Yeah. Totally agree for what it's worth on um, that relationship aspect and that being increasingly the sort of the cornerstone of what recruiting is. And I think that's both you've, you actually, funny enough, Probably I would say during this conversation, we like based on the questions I asked, we probably spoke more about the relationship with internal stakeholders. I think yeah. those those sets of relationships and the re- relationships with candidates and then candidates once they become hires, I right. think is essentially what what yeah the and after is my my view of what the and after recruiting is um is is going to become increasingly sort of almost maybe become what recruiting is considered really it's those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's my my opinion. Anyway. Um, right, closing question. Um, what are three qualities? that you think make a, a top recruiter? Three qualities. Um, I would say the first is empathy. Um, you know, being able to understand, like I said, and being able to really put yourself in the shoes of anybody you, you come in contact with, whether they're, you know, an architect or whether they're just an hourly worker. So just being able to, to really just empath- have empathy throughout the entire process. Um, I just think there's this state of, um, I also think this gratitude. And these may, this may sound kind of cliche, but just, I feel like if you operate from a place of gratitude, it really just helps you um, just see your work in a different way in terms of just, oh, I got to call this person back or, or do this. It's like, I get to do this. You know, I get a chance to really help hundreds of people on a day-to-day basis and stuff. And so I feel like it, it'll it'll really increase your commitment and really just, uh, I feel like, you know, the, the, the influence and stuff that you have, you know, as a recruiter. And then secondly, I just think that it's about just business alignment. Um, and those that can really understand, you know, internal as well as external stakeholders, uh, being visible, being able to really communicate and really be just sort of like one step ahead of the game in terms of of not just not just being results driven and say, like, hey, you've asked for a I've given you a but, you know, I've given you a but here's B and C too as well to kind of really help, you know, really transition to somebody not just thinking about the satisfaction of, hey, I have a qualified candidate into this role. Now it's okay. And now I have a colleague now. How are we really ensuring that, you know, the first six months we have a you know, as detailed as we can, an idea of how this person is going to be set for set for success and how they can contribute to the overall well-being of the organization um, as well. So, you know, I think those that can think about not just, you know, fulfilling the requirements of what it is yeah. they're doing, but being able to really think two steps ahead in terms of, OK, how do I how do I nurture uh, this environment? How do I get help help hiring managers and even like, you know, senior seat or C-suite rather uh, be successful when it comes to uh, the execution of talent acquisition? Yeah. Love it. Love it. 
All right, man. So, uh, yeah, we're coming up on, in fact, we're a spot on 20 minutes and we sort of promised ourselves when we made this, uh, made this series that we would, we would keep it punchy. So, uh, it's been a, been, been a blast learning from your experiences and sort of just hearing about some of the, the, your perspective, I guess, on the market and, and some funny stories from, uh, from, from, from stuff that went wrong. Um, uh, so yeah, thanks so much for, for joining us, David. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yes, uh, next week, we'll be talking to Thomas Woodhams. Uh, he's a recruiter over at Sony and also a podcast host as well. You should check that out. Um, he's a real champion of the neurodiverse and a great sort of like build in public uh, sort of sort of guy. So uh, give him a follow now if you want to as well. Um, uh, and until then, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks again, David. And uh, yes, let's hire on. Thank you, Sal. I appreciate that. Let's let's move it forward. Yes, sir. Let's do it. See ya. All right. You take care.